0: You are listening to the podcast of International Media Network, TV Bricks. Your Excellency, good day. It's a great honor and pleasure to speak to you today. Thank you for this opportunity. Diplomatic relations between Russia and Zimbabwe has turned 40 years this year. So how was this round date celebrated?
1: It is an important day that we have honored for the past 40 years. The, the opportunity in the near future would allow us to have a public gathering to make commemorate our relations with the Russian Federation.
0: Your Excellency, what do you think, what unites our countries? Is there anything in common?
1: It's historical. Our two countries, I can say they are united in blood because during our time of need, our time of uh, colonization, we were only able to extricate ourselves from colonization through an armed struggle, and that armed struggle was supported primarily by this country, the Soviet Union. They provided training, they provided arms for us to be able to liberate ourselves Therefore, that is the the hallmark of the relationship between our two countries.
0: You have been the ambassador of uh, Zimbabwe to Russia since 2015. Can you please share how was your agenda changed over the past years? What has been done? And if there's anything yet to come?
1: I'll give you a bit of a background. You know, the breakup of the Soviet Union, created a new geopolitical environment in which Russia emerged, but during its emergence as a new state, it had to go through a period of transformation. There were so many challenges that Russia faced during that period. And uh, we're happy that at this moment in time, Russia as a state has now been able to reestablish itself as a big player on the geopolitical scene. And by virtue of that, it has been able to reach out to all the friends of the Soviet Union and uh, reestablished relations with, uh, reestablished relations with particularly African countries, including my own country. But the hallmark of my period here, we have seen giant steps in terms of developing even economic relations between Russia and Zimbabwe. In 2014, the first Russian company entered Zimbabwe in the platinum industry. And there have been very positive developments thereafter. This is a giant step in developing relations and to add to that, my president was here in 2019 as an official visitor of the Russian president. And he spent three days here where they signed a lot of, a number of MOUs, a number of agreements were signed during that period.
0: As you just mentioned, uh, regarding the official visit uh, of Mr. President in 2019, both of our presidents have emphasized of deepening the political dialogue uh, um, of realization, the extension of many areas and investments and etc. So looking back, it seems that enough time has been passed to see this progress of the actual realization. What you may say, how you may comment that, what has been realized?
1: This is work in progress, but there are certain processes, uh, legal processes that uh, they have to go through to realize some of these um, uh, agreements that were signed. And it is something that is being constantly and regularly reviewed. For example, we had just say in May, June, we had the Russia, Zimbabwe, in the governmental commission, which uh, meets home every two years. And uh, they reviewed some of these uh, uh, projects that agreed between the two countries, reviewing what the obstacles are, what uh, needs to be done, and uh, the way forward. So this is work in progress. This, I think we have achieved quite a lot. There is much happening in the area of education. There is also the issue of export of fertilizers to Zimbabwe. So these are things that are happening. So, but we, we hope that in the future we'll see more Russian businesses going into Zimbabwe. This is our prayer and hope and uh, the Russian government is uh, seized with that that uh, agenda that we have. And just yesterday I was in a meeting with the Minister of Natural Resources who are the co-chair of the Zimbabwe-Russia Business Intergovernmental Commission. So we have been also discussing about what needs to be done next. And uh, I think there is something very positive going on, but. It, Obviously, this is not the end, but we continue to work on other projects, other areas of cooperation.
0: Your Excellency, I absolutely agree with you. The progress of communication is not black and white. It's it's a process. Trade turnover between Russia and Zimbabwe last year uh, has reached $33 million. Exports from Russia, wheat, building materials, spare parts, equipment, and imports from Zimbabwe, such as tobacco, coffee, tea, fruit, and flowers. So is there a desire to increase any of the sector, maybe agricultural one?
1: Yes. Uh, You know, let me first of all talk about agriculture. And what we have been doing over the years is to increase production, and how was how did we do that? By empowering farmers, providing them with uh, fertilizers, inputs, um, mechanization, and the government is trying to empower those people. And uh, this last year alone, uh, unfortunately, with his challenges of uh, poor rainfall, but the previous season we had excess grain. And today, the government is drawing on that excess to feed people because uh, this last period, this last season, rainfall was very poor. So, we have upped production. So, what we want to see is the conversion of our products into finished products. So, what we are asking the Russians to do is to provide technology so that we can now process most of our things in the country. We have the raw materials from mining, agriculture, we have all that. So what we need now is instead of exporting raw minerals, we want them processed in the country. This is the agenda that Africa has set itself. This is the agenda that Zimbabwe set itself. This is also the agenda that our region, Southern African region, we are saying less industrialized. But what we need is people can come in, invest in our countries, and we are able to trade among ourselves. In Russian companies who invest in those areas, they can still toll manufacture for not only the sub-region, but for the whole of Africa and make a lot of money from there. This is what we're asking Russia Russia to do. Um, We are also looking at uh, increasing the hectare for some of the exportable crops, like flowers, like oranges, citrus, the production has been low. So the government is embarked on increasing the hectare and also the quality and the quantity to, in, for export. Flowers, you know, most of our flowers, they come into Russia, but they come through the 3rd part countries. We want to grow our flower industry so that they can export directly to Russia. This is some of the issues that we, our government is looking at. But today we are, Beefing up the uh, local production of beef. The government is engaged uh, in the uh, restocking of uh, cattle, goats, sheep, so that we can now start exporting again. We used to export to the EU, and just last week, they commissioned, they, they recommissioned the cold storage company which slaughters and exports beef to many countries, Europe, and would like to see some of that beef coming to Russia. So this is where we are in terms of trying to bring trade to another level between Zimbabwe and Russia.
0: I hope that they will find the right approach to realize all those investment and really interesting projects. During your stay in Russia, how often did you visit Africa?
1: You know, I've gone to back to Zimbabwe every year. In fact, not only on my vacation, but also when I have got government business to, to contact in Zimbabwe. So, in a year, I probably visit Zimbabwe two, three times. Uh, so, there is really nothing new about me going to Zimbabwe. And uh, you know, our roots, our relatives, our parents, they are still there. And uh, it's always good to go back home.
0: During the last couple of years, there is an increase of Russian tourists in Zimbabwe.
1: More importantly, it is how we market our country's tourism in Russia. And uh, yes, we have tried to do it. I've taken to Zimbabwe some two operators at some point. And uh, unfortunately, when they came back for some unknown reason, they there was nothing that came out of it, if I can put it that way. But what I'm also encouraging our tourism organizations like ZTA, Zimbabwe Tourist Agency, is also to focus on the Russian market. Bring themselves here, tell the Russians. What do they have to offer in Zimbabwe? Because some Russians they don't even know that there is a country called Zimbabwe. Uh, they might know there is a Victoria Falls, but they don't know in which country to find it. Find the Victoria. In some Russians, they think Africa is one big country. Yet there are separate states within Africa. So it is an effort that is also required from our end, where we have to market ourselves in Russia in the same way we find the marketing in america in europe we want them to come here so i think uh, the disappointment is not only about russians going to zimbabwe but also our own efforts to try and get russians to understand that it is a beautiful place it is so much attractions that they can find in zimbabwe it's it's only one place where you can interact with the world you can See an elephants roaming just near your, your 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 hotel or what you know. In some of our townships, particularly along the Sabesi River, you find zebras, you find elephants within the the locations, within the localities where people live. But they've learned to live with those animals and they know how to behave when they meet those animals. It is an experience that I think some of our people, yes, we have got some few people from Russia who go for trophy hunting, uh, which is not done by ordinary people. It's people who have got the resources to do so. But uh, I also appreciate that uh, for an ordinary uh, middle income Russian, uh, Zimbabwe may be too far for them to go. But uh, uh, I know you people at times, you, you work for your holiday. So I hope you'll be able to the Russians will be able to find uh, something so beautiful about, about Zimbabwe in the future.
0: What is the current level of cultural exchange between our countries?
1: Let me give you one particular area where I think it's not just a matter of military or something but you know today as we speak we have got Zimbabwean military contingent in uh, participating in the military games at Lubinga. And they are not only there, they are also in St. Petersburg, they are also in Mongolia, they are also in China. Yes, it's part of military games, but it is also an exchange of cultures. If you go to Lubinga, you'll probably find uh, right now a traditional uh, dancers from the military You'll find them there right now. But what we are asking for is a structured cultural exchange between the two countries. It is something that we want to work on and would like to continue to work on.
0: Your Excellency, as you have mentioned, uh, our cooperation and deepening the uh, sphere of education, As far as I know, over the past five years, the quota for education for Zimbabwean students in Russia um, was around 60 to 65 places. So during the last two years, it has increased to 76 people. And the main interest of the students, uh, the main areas are, are the medical business, pharmaceuticals, mining and all. So what do those young people do next when they go back? Do they work in those areas or they stay in Russia?
1: I'll tell you what uh, we've been uh, doing uh, over the last two, three years. Mm -hmm. Minister of Higher Education is taking stock of the skills deficit in our country and they know specific areas where we've got a deficit of skills. And they have now said this focus on sending students out there to learn about the areas that we have a deficit. And it is for that reason that you find most of the students who come here from Zimbabwe, they are doing medicine, Uh, They are doing uh, metallurgy uh, engineering courses. That's basically what most of them are doing. And you don't find any of them, at least those who are sponsored by the Russian government through scholarships. You will not find someone doing a degree in law, a degree in administration, something like that. You will not find them because that is not the area of focus. We've got too many of those so we are only sending people whose skills are required within our own economy. The Ministry of Higher Education has established what they call innovation hubs, where they bring in these young people who have studied for particular areas, then they are given startups, they start their own, uh, they start their uh, innov- in incubation uh, industries where they start financed by government, they start developing their own machinery. We find that we are now, of course, during the time of COVID, we started making our own detergents instead of importing them on masks. They've started developing their own ventilators. And now they are doing much more within those in, in innovation hubs. So the students who graduate here, we take down years and an embassy, we take down their names, and their conduct numbers we send them to the ministry of higher education then when they get home they are inducted into those innovation hubs this is what is happening because it is the process of industrializing our own economy this is where we are saying let's try to find our own ways of industrializing so these youngsters this is where they are placed when they when they live of course there might be some who have got their own interests for example just a few days ago one youngster came to me, he said, said, do you know that I've established my old company in Zimbabwe? Said, what company, what are you doing? Says, I'm, I have a company that installs a, a solar energy projects in Zimbabwe. Are you making money? Says, yes, I'm making money. So what is your next step? My next step is to find money to build a factory where I can produce solar panels. I now have the technology, the know-how. So all I need is money to be able to bring in equipment and I'll start manufacturing solar panels in Zimbabwe. Then I said, this is what we are looking for. So our students here, what we are encouraging them to do is, we we don't want to develop you to be employees we want to develop you as employers of tomorrow. Go and start your own small businesses and the government will provide you the resources to start up your small businesses. But what we've also, what the government is also doing with Russia right now, they are working on a memorandum where there's recognition of qualifications from both countries. So what it means is when that is signed, any student that qualifies here doesn't have to go through that process again. So if you just go back in and go into, start practicing.
0: What you can say about the situation with the implementation of russia Zimbabwe industrial projects. And what I would like to emphasize is the aircraft and automotive industries, the mining industry, the creation of infrastructure facilities, and of course the agricultural business. So how you can comment that?
1: Let me uh, emphasize that most of the work that we are doing, it is work in progress. But as of now, let me start with mining. The, I spoke about the Russian investment in the area of mining. Is Babu is endowed with a lot, I think, South Africa and, and the Zimbabwe put together, they probably have the largest the reserves of platinum. And uh, these um, concessions had been taken, all of them by the Europeans, by uh, European companies. But the government then said, look here, we, we cannot hold all these reserves to one organization. So you have to surrender some of it so that we can give to other companies. They are doing a geological survey around the country and they've already discovered that there are so many diamond reserves in the country. And the agreement that they have with the government is to do the geological survey, exploit it, And they develop the diamond industry in Zimbabwe where they can do the uh, training, open a school, do the cutting and polishing in Zimbabwe. So this is one of the areas where Russia is, is, the two areas that big Russian companies have gone into. But we also have private companies that are going into Zimbabwe as private investors. And uh, uh, this one, it needs a register from the from the, reg- the company registration office to be able to say which company, which company. But more importantly, we have a, a Russian company uh, run by a Russian couple, which is based in Zimbabwe, which are now coordinating Russian investors into Zimbabwe. And uh, we just had a meeting recently where some of the companies, particularly from St. Petersburg, They are asking us to develop a Russia special economic zone in Zimbabwe. So we're discussing about the modalities of how they can go, go by doing this in Zimbabwe. So we've given them the roadmap of how they are going to do it. Yes, it was muted before, but the government said, look here, we cannot do this in two different, three different countries at the same time. Let's start with Egypt. Then once we've started with INCHIP 2 we'll then proceed to Zimbabwe. So this is work, work in progress is yes, something that, but then these are also different organizations, but private companies who are saying, let's find uh, uh, in Zimbabwe an area where we can open our own uh, specifically Russian uh, special economic zone. So we hope that uh, our government will respond positively to that. But I've also said, elevate this idea to government. Because it's an idea that should be developed to government to government. Even if it is if it is uh, executed by private players, but it is should be labelled a Russian special economic zone. And any other companies that would want to join in, whether from a from Moscow from anywhere, they will still go into their uh, special economic zone. So this is some of the discussions that we are we are we are having and uh, the ideas that have been put across to try and uh, expand the area of cooperation uh, with um, between Russia and, and Zimbabwe in the economic field.
0: I think even today, we may see the results of uh, those negotiations. Uh, currently, I think Russia and Zimbabwe has already reached some agreements for some certain sectors.
1: We have quite a number of MOUs that are, some have been signed, Some are still on the table. They are being negotiated. So, you know, at times it's good to discuss about something that has been finalized. But uh, like I said, some of these issues, they are working progress. They are being discussed.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Your Excellency, for this very interesting conversation. Thank you so much.
1: You're welcome. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. You are listening to the podcast of International Media Network, TV Bricks.